This is District Sentinel Radio. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Middle East Report studio in Washington, D.C. Check out our website, districtsentinel.com. What a wild weekend here. Back on Monday, a full weekend of... We had a Mueller report coming out and lots of college basketball, and I came out on top in both of them. <laughs> well, almost. Uh, I'm in second place in the bracket. Uh, the uh, No, first place. I'm in first place. Wait, am I in second place? You're in first place. I am in first place. You're you, in first place. But you have more potential points on the board. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in second place. So we're uh, dominating our own bracket challenge right now at the District Sentinel. Uh, we can get ourselves t-shirts. We're going to name our own damn studio. I obviously don't want a t-shirt and happy to give my t-shirt to the person who finishes uh, beneath me if I win. I still, I'm not sure I still I'm have, willing to do that yet. I, I, think, uh, I think I'll enjoy this one if I win it. You'll, uh, <laughs> you'll frame the t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to email everybody on Patreon and just brag about my win. <laughs> I I have, however, I've been thinking about what I would name the studio. I definitely would love would love to name the studio. Yeah. That would be great. Give us a give us a rundown on some of the people who are uh in the top 5 or so here. Myself, number 1 Rubio Coup Plotters at 260 uh busted or no not 260 uh, 520 busted bracket haver that's, that's you 510 yeah. tied with j luke b at 510 dean smith is a fraud uh at 500 asphalt 420 Ooh. at 490 asphalt making a run here with buffalo fan and google venezuela <laughs> then at 480 is internate at 470 it is my bracket uh, tied with also DT sucks at this. So there's a chance. Beto O'Dork in Ron Paul's racist diary. Right, and that's sorry, enough. sorry, I'm trying to remove it. <laughs> so there's a chance that you, me, and Internate could get the top three in this thing. Yeah, it's it's still a possibility. I wouldn't rule out Asphalt 420, no, though. No, of course not. Of course not. More sports news. Uh, your Capitals at the White House today? Yep. The uh, Capitals have been canceled. It's inevitable. It was inevitable. One of them didn't go, right, Holtby? Two of them didn't go. Braden Holtby, goalie, star goaltender, and Brett Connolly, who is a winger who's having a hell of a year. And Devontae Smith-Pelly would not have gone, but he was sent down to the minor league team. And uh, we'll see. They should bring him back for the postseason, though, because he was great in the playoffs last year. Some players just... uh, just perform in the playoffs. Wait, he wasn't a. I mean, he wouldn't have gone, but he wasn't even invited to go, even though he was on the team that won. Because uh, he's no longer. Well, actually, on that's. The team the, I mean, I think it was irrelevant because okay. everyone knew he wasn't that gonna he go. wasn't going to go. But I, I, yeah, I think they probably would have invited him uh, if if he had any inkling of going. But it was it was a moot point. He didn't want to go. So good question, I guess, by everyone. <laughs> All right, turning more to uh, political news, Michael Avenatti crashing and burning here uh, has been indicted for extortion. That's right. He was trying to, what was he trying to do? He was trying to get Nike to, well, I, I'm not sure 
if we know what the company is yet, but he was trying to get $20 million from a company by uh, threatening to use his ability to garner publicity. I'm guessing by that he means his Twitter account to inflict substantial financial and reputational harm on <laughs> this company if his demands were not met. And this guy's uh, crashing good effort, burn. though. Good effort, though. If you're gonna if you're gonna steal from anyone, it may as well be a lot of money from a major corporation. And so, uh, if you're you're gonna run for president nowadays, you might as well start committing crimes and get away with them <laughs> pretty easily. Yep. All right. It's Monday, March twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Here's the news. Mueller is done. Attorney General William Barr summarized the findings. Mueller uh, finished. His work on Friday gave the report to Barr, who uh, spent the weekend with it, and then on Sunday released a three-page summary to Congress, mostly uh, himself summarizing what's in the report. But the key quote from Barr, directly quoting Mueller, quote, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. Again, that is not a bar summary. That is a quote directly from the Mueller report. Uh, the obstruction case, Mueller was also looking into whether or not the president committed obstruction. Now, on this show, we've talked about how it seems pretty obvious that Trump committed obstruction. Uh, the report does not exonerate him, says, quote, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not uh, exonerate him. This is uh, where we're going to need to see, I guess, the full report to know what went into that uh, decision-making here. But the main thing to take away from this is that Russiagate, as we've known it for the last two and a half years, the idea that the Trump campaign uh, conspired with Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin, or that Putin had dirt on Trump in some way and was forcing Trump to act at the behest of uh, the Russian government, this has been proven wrong, or at least there's absolutely no evidence to support this this theory that's been put forward, that's dominated uh, liberal news networks and dominated a lot of business on Capitol Hill as well. I, I get that a lot of candidates on the campaign trail aren't talking about Russia, which is smart because it's something that we've been talking about. Nobody gives a shit about Russia except beltway journalists who've two years ago read the steel dossier and were convinced that there's something there and that's also what we've learned is that the steel dossier is pretty much bogus so uh here we are two and a half years later uh we can finally close the book on this which means we can probably focus on actual crimes that the president's committed there's still a chance that the southern district of new york which is working on uh, evidence that Trump organization is a criminal enterprise, essentially, could put forward enough stuff to impeach the president that would be credible to impeach the president, along with the fact that he's a racist and all this other stuff, which you could impeach him on. But already Democrats have said, Pelosi has said that it's not worth our time anymore. I, it brings me no pleasure to say that Steve Bannon is still alive. He did not. He's not getting the death he's penalty. He's not getting the death penalty, as Louise Mensch claimed. Um I think that you heard Nancy Pelosi and Democratic leaders say 
with respect to impeachment that it's not worth it is because they put all their eggs in the Mueller basket. Yeah. So for so long, I think even they knew towards the end that they weren't going to get anything out of it. Right. Which is why Pelosi um, gave such a definitive no on impeachment. There are, and, and I, I think that the Mueller probe, if the Mueller probe did, do a lot of damage to the president and the stuff coming out of the Southern district of New York, probably from my understanding would not have come out or at least the Mueller probe did turn it up. So it did produce something in that Michael Cohen now is, uh, cooperating with the feds and providing hugely damaging testimony. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, good to separate the two because even Russiagate skeptics have supported the Mueller probe and thought it was important that uh, the president's potential crimes are being investigated. Uh, It's unclear whether or not the scope of that probe was too narrow or whatever, but that is separate from the way the media has treated the Russia aspect of this story. Uh, and you can tell how the media went nuts with it with, I mean, you, the, the list is exhaustive of ridiculous stories we've seen over the last two years uh, from stories about Russia babies, uh, anchor, <laughs> Russian anchor babies, um, to Russians are hacking uh, utility grids uh, in Vermont, in Vermont uh, the whole Russian bot frenzy. The country is a paranoid mess right now because of the way the story has been reported over the last two years. And we've seen a lot of war criminals be rehabilitated to come on and talk about all this stuff and now be trusted to uh, defend our institutions against this Russian menace, against Trump, the Manchurian candidate or whatever. And as I said, I think Trump's numbers go up a little bit. And he he has it, and maybe they don't, but at least he has something that he didn't have uh, before Russiagate. And that was the deep state tried to get me and they failed. Yeah. I want to be clear, though, even without Russiagate and even without the Michael Cohen stuff, there's, you know, with criminal activity and alleged criminal activity aside, there are numerous, numerous reasons to impeach this president. Yes. Yes. And And Democrats picked the one reason (laughs) not to impeach him and focused on it. Yeah. For for two and a half years. Uh, well, anyway, this will all be litigated at the ballot box uh, in 2020. It, we just hope that with a, I, I would imagine with a candidate like Bernie Sanders, it won't matter yeah. if, if the Democrats put forward a more uh, shit-taking centrist lib who has served up some hot takes on Russia. The Trump campaign is going to use that and be like, look at all this fake news that person said. Yeah. So... That'll, yeah, and, that'll be an interesting dynamic, too. And this is also why it's pretty shitty that people like Glenn Greenwald are going to go on Fox <laughs> News and celebrate and do victory laps on Fox News, which is going to use this stuff to help Trump get reelected. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is a time for people who've been skeptical to be doing victory laps. I mean, I mean, you can if you want. I mean, we might do a victory lap ourselves later in the week <laughs> as a special show, but like... This was obvious from the get-go that we didn't have a president that uh, that was uh, doing the bidding of Vladimir Putin. Uh, this was all hype from the get-go to protect Hillary Clinton's integrity after a massive loss in 2016. And it was pretty easy to see into this stuff, so we shouldn't be congratulated for doing what was right. 
A lot of people did what was wrong. And they should be dunked on right now. <laughs> That's okay. I think it's yeah. okay to dunk on and demand accountability uh, yeah. from people. But go around uh, congratulating yourself and going on Fox News to congratulate yourself. It's pretty gross in my my, my opinion. Yeah, it is pretty gross. And I mean, we didn't cover much of Russiagate throughout the while it was going on. We purposefully did not follow each story that went on uh, because it was mostly bullshit, and it was pretty obvious. So. I would hope that uh, Glenn Greenwald would say that Trump's stoking of white nationalism is reason to get him impeached. I would hope he says that when he's on Fox News, but that's yeah. not why that that's not why Tucker Carlson brings no. him on. And if he said that, uh, I mean, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Maybe it's time for send me a clip if it happens because I definitely won't be maybe watching it. Maybe it's time it. for Chris Hayes to take one for the team and invite Glenn Greenwald on MSNBC, so just so Glenn doesn't have to go on Fox News. <laughs> As he claims, I have to go on Fox. He has to go on Fox. I have there's to have literally, a platform. There's literally no MSN other way. MSNBC won't let me on. So now I have to go on Fox News. So Chris, just take one for the team here. Invite Glenn to come on and rant about how people were wrong for a little bit so that he doesn't have to go on Fox News over the next two nights. And just to be clear, just because uh, the Russiagate stuff turned out the way it did does not mean that Michael Tracy is a good or credible journalist no. at all no michael tracy has been defending fascists for two years so uh he was going to keep defending them no matter what the Mueller report came out with same thing with the federalist same thing with the daily caller same thing with any of these right-wing journalists who didn't buy russiagate the left didn't buy russiagate for the whole time it was going on except for a few people who were le lecturing the left to take it more seriously <laughs> but for the most part people on the left didn't buy into this shit so uh we don't need to turn uh alt-right adjacent quote-unquote lefties uh we don't need to thank them or congratulate them for this all right so now that Mueller's over we can get back to actual instances of foreign meddling in our government that's right, right sam that's right it's hate week in washington apac <laughs> <laughs> is having its annual policy conference this week seemingly determined to prove accidentally that ilhan omar was correct Last night, number two, House Democrat Steny Hoyer spoke before the crowd bashing Omar and Rashida Tlaib, though not by name. Quote, when someone accuses American supporters of Israel of dual loyalty, I say, accuse me. Okay. <laughs> okay. No problem. Steny is a duplicitous piece of shit. He personally has supported legislation that would criminalize free speech. Bills targeting the BDS movement, a.k.a. nonviolent Palestinian solidarity. So, Yes. Stinny Hoyer is a very good person to accuse of dual loyalty. He is a slimy fuck. Show me your citizenship card, Stenny. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the rot, of course, is by... As an American. <laughs> the rot, of course, is bipartisan and very much Republican-leaning these days with Democratic presidential candidates mercifully considering APAC to be toxic for the first time. Here was Vice President Mike Pence denouncing anti-Semitism while speaking to AIPAC today by equating Judaism simply to supporting Israel. Crowd loved it. Now, my friends, we've reached a fateful moment in our history. All over the world, anti-Semitism is on the rise. On college campuses, in the marketplace, even in the halls of Congress. 
You know, there was a time when support for Israel was not a partisan issue here in Washington. You know, Pence wasn't wrong about everything just then. Anti-Semitism is on the rise around the globe, but it's thanks to his boss and his party, the Republicans. Yeah. Vice President Pence then pivoted to a vicious indirect attack on Ilhan Omar, who, remember, was accused of being anti-Semitic for criticizing the influence of AIPAC. Here's uh, Pence and the crowd, again, inadvertently bolstering her criticism. And at a minimum, anyone who slanders those who support this historic alliance between the United States and Israel should never have a seat on the Foreign Affairs Committee of the United States House of Representatives. Jesus. Jesus. I'm, glad that, I'm glad that the number two Democrat in the House can join together with our fascist vice president to go after freshman Democrats who criticize Israel. Yeah, great job, uh, Steny. Well, as we joked about earlier, the timing for this was perfect with the Mueller report and all focus in Washington on foreign interference and democracy. And then the vice president went two on the nose, as they say, boasting to AIPAC about trying to curtail Americans' right to free speech, just like Steny Hoyer. You know, as governor of Indiana, I was proud to sign the toughest anti-BDS legislation of any state in the union. <laughs> anything, uh, Ilhan Omar should be criticized for not going far enough. <laughs> Indeed, some Palestinians weren't happy with her recent Washington Post op-ed, uh, which called for a two-state solution, basically ruling out right of return for many Palestinians. In related news, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was in Washington today for AIPAC, and President Trump marked his visit by recognizing Israel's control over the Golan Heights, Syrian territory occupied by Israel since 1967. Also, the Israeli military, excuse me, the Israeli military bombed the Gaza Strip today. Let me just read that over again. Also, the Israeli military bombed the Gaza Strip today. No word yet on the total damage. The attacks come in retaliation for a rocket fired from Gaza, which wounded seven people in central Israel. Yeah, Netanyahu uh, cutting his trip to the U.S. short so that he can return to Israel to slaughter some more Palestinians. <laughs> that music didn't quite work. No, but we're going to segue now to our haiku section of today's show. We write haiku for all our $5 subscribers on Patreon. And patreon.com slash district patreon.com slash district sentinel. Thank you. Today we have one for the Jewish worker who we are supporting along with Eli Valley over on Patreon. We want to give a boost up the left wing Jews during the nightmare that is APAC. So this is for the Jewish worker. The Old Testament mercifully stays silent on black cherry soda thank you the jewish worker black cherry soda a staple of the deli it's good it's good it's good, it's good it's folks that's all i want to say cherry soda good that's all i wanted to say thanks to all the new subscribers on patreon patreon.com slash district sentinel uh show's ending i just wanted to note something uh i saw from uh someone who works uh on the sanders campaign posting on twitter 
It's happening again, folks. 12,000 people showed up to see Bernie Sanders in Chicago. 13,000 people showed up in Brooklyn to see him. 15,000 in South Carolina. 15,000 in L.A. Another 15,000 in San Francisco yesterday. Um, But was he standing on a table? No. Uh, We've got Beto, I know, getting a lot of attention, standing on tables, talking to a few dozen people or 100 people at coffee shops. Uh, Bernie's campaign has a million volunteers. It's happening. I was about to do the Connor O'Malley Beto voice, but I'm not sure. Beto. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Beto. Beto. <laughs> That'll do it for the show today. Let's get that rant line fired back up, right? Give it a ring. 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We'll play it on air. Thanks to our sponsors, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, the Middle East Report. Find it at merip.org. We'll be back tomorrow with another newscast. We're here in D.C. so that you don't have to be.